Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We want to have just an off-the-cuff chat between you and me. Us. We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. Chickens coming home. Chickens coming home. to the people, power to the people. This is the People's Black Panther Party. Today's show is COVID-19. Now what? The Black Panther's perspective on the plague of the day. Our national chairman is Brother Chairman Yanger Nkrumah, National Director of Operations, Sister Seven Khadija. I'm the National Super Stab of the War. And we have the panel for uh, Panther 48, which is Brother E., as in the I for forward sight or I for information. Brother Sight, the man that has single-handedly led the crusade to be sane in a world designed to glorify the insane. For our guests, if you want to jump in on the show, dial 323-870-4191. Press pound and be placed into the queue uh, if you want to speak on anything we're talking about. Now, in the proper fashion of panther ideology, uh, we start with, with a few definitions to assist us with the removal of language barriers. I say time and time again that if we are not communicating on the same wavelength, then our ability to produce action will not take place. And people, no amount of potential energy can be driven to kinetic value without first being set in motion. I know that may sound strange to y'all, but you'll get it one day. AKA E equals MC2 to the uninitiated, or E equals MC squared to those on sonic value. Let that sink in also. I want to start with uh, discussing the word fear. The reason being, there's a lot of stuff going around in regards to the COVID 19 that is generating and sparking fear amongst people. So let's define that on a base level. Fear, threatening emotion aroused by impeding danger, worry, or sudden change in sensual stimulation, which I get into later. 
whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling of con- or condition of being afraid is perceived to be real. And that's the key point there, people, is that fear can generate your reality, regardless of how true to life your reality is, it can generate your reality to be, you know, on a whole different plane and to you, and it may be only you, but to you, that reality is real. And that's what we have to get into. And this reminds me of the fact that the element of fear is one of the first sensual stimulations we encounter. For example, when most of us are born in hospitals, directly after we are tapped or slapped, however you want to put it, in order to stimulate the nerve response to start breathing. Little known to most of us that this rush of unknown condition leads to the outcry and expose the child to the concept of separation. This begins our lifelong journey to rebound with others. So the condition of fear has just taken shape. And when I talk um, on other topics to people in regards to dysfunctionality, I bring that up. And the reason I bring that up is because most of the time we don't think back to our childbirth and we don't think back to how we got to where we are today. And by not thinking back on that, I reflect people on the position of when you were very, when you were first born as the introduction of fear. And a lot of people don't associate that, not recognizing the fact that that instant stimulation that happens when that baby, when you get slapped as a baby and causes you to cry, wakes you up to a new or entirely new reality, a complete alien world of separation. That is your first introduction to what it means to breathe, what it means to not be in, in, in the womb or the bosom or the, or the closeness of your parent, your mother, and it is a shocking experience. It's a shocking situation, and all that baby knows to do is cry, which causes it to breathe. But that, again, is the first introduction to fear, and it is often that we never truly come to grips with that first reality of fear that causes us to get so caught up in the fear as we become adults. So that's why I go over that. The next definition I want to throw on, throw on you is one that we also talked about when we did our last show, which led to us going into further discussion today on the COVID-19, and that's codependency. So I just want to rehash that same definition then. Codependency, a relationship in which a person is physically, psychologically addicted or conditioned to a specific pattern that renders them incapable of operating from a position of self-control. Now that I've stated that definition after talking about fear, you can almost inter-exchange those, the definition of the word, codependency, fear, can almost mean the same thing. Next thing I want to throw at you, population management. We talked about this a few shows back when we actually had a show dealing with population control. Population management, the management of human population control, tasked with the process of implementing control measures to target projected growth, reproduction, and natural resources required to sustain a balanced society. So with that being said, people, 
a lot of folks are all over the internet utilizing different aspects of conspiracy population control and correlating that with COVID-19, and we'll get into some of that. Another thing I want to talk about is handicapped education, because this is also the root of why it is so easy for us to soak up anything someone else throws at you without even having valid uh, valid um, education background or research on, on it, simply because something or a specific subject or a specific thing hits you emotionally, a lot of times causes you to want to believe it, and so thereby you start believing. And then once you start believing that, you accept it as, to be, as a fact or to be true. Not, that doesn't make it true, but again, that's your reality. So that fear will set in and cause your reality to be something that could be totally separate from the real reality and the real world in which we live in. That being stated, handicapped education keeps the youth ignorant of real mathematics, real economics, real law, real history, by way of inefficient processing methods designed to teach linear quantitative perception. And I know some of the words I may use, the way I, I coin them, may not be able to be digestible by a lot of the audience. That's the reason why this show is recorded, and you can go back and listen to it at any time. And I advise you to do so. Because when I throw terminology at you like linear quantitative perception, a lot of y'all may not know what that means. So let me just kind of make that layman's term. Linear basically means a pattern or a repetition, which we talked about on our last show, of a sequential order to where the rise and fall is equal, evenly distributed. So from that standpoint, when we talk about linear and we talk about quantitative, it basically means that you're taught from the perspective of one, two, three, four, etc. Taught in, in, in that monotone perspective, right? And then the perception aspect of that goes into the fact that if I only expect you to understand one plus one equals two, one plus two equals three, and so on and so forth, then I am teaching you a limited form of logic and critical thinking so that I can keep you boxed in a position of handicapped education. That's where we're getting at, folks. A lot of us don't recognize this to be what it is. And as a result of not knowing that we have been living our lives with a limited education and a handicapped education, our ability to critically think and decipher what the what is going on with the world, again, becomes handicapped. And because that becomes handicapped, as you get older, you develop a more handicapped pattern of being able to deal with the world. This also affects us in our adult life and, you know, on, moving on forward. All, every decision that you make now is based upon having a limited perspective, a limited actual recognition of real reality and how to deal with that day-to-day reality. Next definition I want to talk about, programming. We're going to break this down into two parts. 
First part, a set of related measures or activities with a particular long-term aim. As applied to computer programming, a set of instructions will, will perform a task or chain output results based on the user inputs. But now let's talk about this from a weaponized perspective. So weaponized programming is used to reshape a person's perspective and reality through unconscious or subliminal means to exert an unnatural, abnormal behavior. Often this behavior is cloaked in signals used to trigger on and off the behavior without the person's conscious awareness or knowledge. This is also what we deal with all the time, people. Most folks don't pick up on the fact that when you sit in front of a television or you sit in front of any type of broadcast all day long and you're listening to information or you're absorbing information, so to speak, that is not actually improving your critical thinking and that is not actually adding to your base knowledge, then what you are doing is you are retarding yourself. You are allowing yourself to be programmed in that fashion that we talked about earlier as it applies to being linear. So you're being taught linear quantitative perception, and that linear quantitative perception will cause you to not be able to associate with people whose profession is engineer, scientist, even attorneys, even doctors. You are so you become so far removed from the reality of anybody that has the ability to critically think and see a situation for what it is, to the point to where you can soak you soak up your information and you you validate your quote quote unquote information based upon your emotional position. And this does nothing, people, nothing, for the sake of being able to build you up to be someone, referring back to us in the People's Black Panther Party or Panthers in general, someone who will be able to move the population to a higher level of consciousness so that we can employ the concept of empowerment. Our goal, people, is to expose you to the fact that you have been trapped, expose you to the fact that these are the things that are happening to you so that these reversals can start taking place. Once these reversals start taking place, then we can break that habitual pattern that we talked about last episode of stupidity, that habitual pattern of being a zombie, that habitual pattern of just not contributing and supplying anything to make the world a better place and serving your mark. Last definition I want to get into is analytics a systematic computational analysis of data or statistics. Weaponized analytics include data mining and archiving of expressed social behavior for the sake of direct targeting a population. Now, apply that to a lot of these this crazy conspiracy stuff that people have been soaking up and causing 1 plus 8 to equal 2, causing 10 plus 200 to equal 2. I can't even equate to that math. But in some of y'all's minds, that equals two. Seriously. Brother E, Brother Sight, I throw this back in y'all court. Where we go from here? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's the what now? <laughs> well, I can speak to what now for me, but near as I can tell, the what now for the masses of the people is the same as the what now five years ago. You know, the things that we should have been doing the whole time are the things that we should be doing now, you know, um, preparing ourselves for the realities that are now at our doorstep, you know, and and coming up with and studying and learning another way of life. You know, it, it, it's it's crazy to me how people at this point are still not taking it seriously, you know. People are still going out and kicking it and having fun, and, you know, even with a, a lockdown order um, uh, 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 in place, people are still going out and doing their, their regular routines. Uh, like you said, you know, people are on vacation. I can't go to work, but I can go, you know, to the club. I can go to Popeye's Chicken. I can go to, you know, whatever and still have this this slave life that I've become uh, uh, used to. And I just don't feel like uh, people are taking it seriously. And I think that's what's going to, I guess that's step number one is to take uh, uh, that that's what's going to have to happen first is that people are going to have to start taking it seriously and stop being so diverted with everything else that they've got, everything else that they've got going on, which to a large degree really ain't much of nothing, especially in the in the in the broader sense, you know, um, people are still not embracing that their lives are going to change regardless. We come out on the other side or not, it's going to be a different world, you know. When you're not able to to go to uh, the chicken shack and get something to eat, you know what are you going to do? When when Amazon's already closing warehouses because people are getting sick, so you're not going to be able to order your stuff too often much longer. What are you going to do? You know, uh, Walmart has uh, 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 warehouses, and at some point. Feds and the state and whoever are going to start realizing that you know most most of these things, you know, your cell phone and 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 your internet connection and all these things are not essential. And those things either the feds will do it or the economy will do it. And we're not going to be able to go and you know go to Walmart and and, and buy some, buy our food and eat. So I think the first step is for people to start taking it seriously that, that yeah, things things are different. Things are about to get really, really ugly, and things are very, very different from, from where they were, you know, a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was, and start preparing for the, the possibilities or the eventuality of what's coming down the pike, you know, because the, 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 uh, the uh, cases in this country continue to spike. They're starting to say that uh, Louisiana may be the next epicenter, but New York hasn't finished going up. You know, Mardi Gras was, what, a month or so ago? There's a lot of people, and that's when they first started uh, starting to creep into uh, the U.S. 
was around that time. Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, I think the first thing that people do is to start taking it seriously. Yeah, I mean, if you're not taking it seriously, then, yeah, there's nothing that you're going to do, want to do, can do, because you're not taking it seriously. But um, beyond that, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that someone could do um, in terms of preparing and, and, and quote-unquote, prepping and, and getting themselves in a position where they can provide for themselves and their children, especially if they have children, uh, as this thing continues to unfold. Right, what you got? Matter of fact, well, oh, go ahead, my, my bad, go ahead, bro. No, well, I want, you know, I want to, I, I kind of consider myself a, a panther historian to a certain degree, and I wanted to do something because we all know that Warren, he likes to get extremely scientific in his verbiage, kind of like Huey <laughs> P. Newton used to do. And, you know, they used to say that Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale had this, uh, 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 this great balance going with each other. Because Huey would get extremely philosophical. He would go to quoting Nietzsche and guys like this, and he'd be, he'll build on these ideas that may be above the people's head to a certain degree. They was on point. The philosophies and ideologies was on point, but they was, they was, uh, uh, they was extremely scholastic. And then Bobby would take what Huey said, put it in a street language. He put it, put it in street terminology. And when war started the show, War gave us some definitions. War said, he said, uh, 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 linear quantitative perception. Am I right? Is that the term you used? Linear, linear. Yes. Well, it's the same. Well, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in Texas. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Texas. I, I grew up in South Dallas, Dallas so I'm going to say that. linear. You know what I'm saying? War, thank you on your pronunciation, yeah. bro. <laughs> but you said linear. Is that it? <laughs> Quantitative you, you, perception. Close enough. All right. Close, close enough. Linear is just in a straight line. It basically means A, B, C, D. And like Brother E told me years ago, uh, 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 they always teach us that the quickest direction from one point to another is a straight line, but that's not necessarily true if a mountain is in the way. So sometimes you got to learn how to go around an object that may be in the way, so the quickest direction to a straight to a, to another point may not necessarily be a line. But if you're taught to think in a A B C type of direction, and you can't move past one plus one is two, and two plus two is four, you can't move past this simple type of mathematics. Then you can't think on a higher level, as Wall was explaining earlier. And quantitative only means the measure. It it, it only means uh, I can weigh it. I can assign a value to it. That's all quantitative means. You know, that, that's it. That's all it means. That's all the term means, that I can weigh it. So he's talking about a limited line way of assigning value to the way you perceive reality. And that's what perception is. Perception is the way you view reality. And perception is is, is 100% real to you. It's 100% real. However you perceive reality, that is reality. But it's not necessarily reality because reality is going to be what reality is, regardless of how you feel about it. Reality is what reality is, and that's the difference between being objective and being subjective. You know, you can go outside right now, you can say it's hot. You know, that, that's, that's, a, that's a, a perception. One thing that's actual fact is that it's 80 degrees outside. That's one, one thing you can't argue with. So, so one of the things I think Brother War is trying to say is that the people need to learn how to start gaining facts and real information 
from the sources and be able to be able to use a deeper, sometimes circular if needed to be type of, of way of quantitating the things that they perceive. You know, and, and that's 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 just where I see the definition that you was explaining earlier. Am I am I right or wrong? That's a good way to put it. Yes. That that's that's a lame <laughs> way to put it. Appreciate that. Uh, Listen, yeah, I hope yeah. I hope y'all appreciate Brother Sykes being aware. Again, the same man. Go ahead, Sykes. Yes, that, but that's all that's all I wanted to explain is, is those terms because I believe that, that terms are very important. It's very important to understand terms and ideas and concepts, especially when you're looking at the things like we're looking at. You say, "Where do we go from here?" Like he said, "I can't really say for the rest of the for the rest of the masses of the people." I believe I know where the masses are going to go because the masses of the people. If we look at 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 uh, history, and I and I believe in using the historical method. If we look at history, and it's not always 100% correct, but a lot of times it will be. If we look at history, the masses is always followed the masses. Look at the toilet paper thing. Look at the toilet paper situation. Nobody knew who started the toilet paper raid, but somebody <laughs> saw somebody doing it and just figured that if they're doing it, that got to be the thing to do. So everybody started doing it. Nobody knew why they started buying all the toilet paper. Because as the um, city officials have told us, there is no problem in the supply line. The only problem is people hoarding it. People buying buying a uh, triple, quadruple the amount of toilet paper they would usually buy, but somebody had the brilliant idea and they needed to buy all the toilet paper, and somebody else followed it. A person in my job was telling me she said that she first went to the store and she had her mask on, she had her gloves on, and she had taken all the precautions. And she said when she walked into the store and she looked around her, nobody else had on a mask. So she said she took her mask off and took her gloves off because she felt stupid. Then when she saw another person with a mask on, she said, oh, okay, I can put my mask on. So she put her mask back on and put her gloves back on. And that's the, that's, that's the direction that the masses are always going to go. One thing you can know is that if you see the masses moving to the left, then you might want to go to the right because the masses are usually always wrong in their linear quantitative perception. They're usually always yeah. wrong because the masses follow a herd mentality. Uh, uh, people in a in a large group are usually not intelligent and rational. Individuals can be intelligent and rational, and those individuals sometimes can give information to the masses and lead them where they need to go. But the masses just run; <clears throat> they just run. If somebody else is running, they start running. You know, so that's if we ask where do we go to go from here as a group, then that's where we're going to go. Everybody going to buy the toilet paper. I think that the only way. Only way that uh, 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 that question can truly be asked is is to ask individuals on the individual pers- perspective, because the masses are going to follow the masses, and that's my humble opinion on it. Beautiful, beautiful, and I'm going to step in right there because that's what I wanted to. Uh, 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 the direction I wanted to go is okay. Blah 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 blah. What now? Plague of the day. I'm sitting here quarantined or I can't go to my job. We're on lockdown, not necessarily quarantined, but on lockdown. I can't do this. I can't do that. Money's running out. My pantry's starting to get low. Babies are crying, blah, 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 whatever. So war, I've known you, what, 20, 20 years or something like that. And for at least half of that, you've been this, uh, you were this uh, 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 woodsman, live off the land, uh, 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 self-sufficient, uh, 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 what is it, Grizzly Adams type cat, okay? 
And mm-hmm. I'm going to come to you in a second, Sykes, so you be thinking about it. So you've been under this lockdown longer than any of the three of us. Um, I know, Sykes, y'all just got y'all uh, stay-at-home orders not too long ago, and they arguing. They got to the, the city of Tampa said, yeah, we're going to uh, go on lockdown. And then, the, like, the, the county, whoever they are, commissioners or whatnot, are saying, no, nah, we can't do that. So they can't figure their stuff out out here. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, so I want to start and ask you, War, well, all this stuff you uh, drilled into me and Psych and everybody's head for all of those years, I want to know what's going on with what you're doing, especially building off of what Psych just said. What is it you're doing to, I can't even say prepare, to, to address the, uh, the, the unfolding situation and events, what, what's going on right now? What, what, what do you got going on? Well, let me answer this in two parts. First, I'm going to answer going back to the Grizzly Adams perception. Okay. So, <laughs> I was raised. Don't get offended. Was, I like Grizzly Adams. No, I'm not offended. Grizzly Check this out. I'm kid. not being offended. It's, you know, it's a compliment. Check this out. I agree. Yeah. I was raised. I was raised in a position to where I was taught to respect, learn, adorn, and be one with nature. As I got older, and as I started being, you know, recognizing people caught up in sports, caught up in, you know, any fashion of the day, so to speak, I saw myself as being an oddball. I learned to embrace that, that oddness. Why did I learn to embrace that oddness? Because as I got older, I started recognizing, going back to critical thinking, how most people are just like what Psych was saying and how we said it earlier, linear, linear, whatever you want to call it. The point being that most people were not in tune with their natural self to the point to where they could make a decision that could save their life. So as I started embracing that, embracing that, I would sprinkle people with a little bit of wisdom from time to time, but I would not force it upon folks. So I started accepting the fact and, and playing out the fact of the weirdness so to speak, especially in the black community. Get out here to California is a whole different thing. But with that being said, the thing about it is how that applies to the COVID-19 or how that applies to today's situation, the um, plague of the day, so to speak, is that we are dealing with a quote-unquote virus that attacks you you know, they say airborne, touch, whatever. It basically is passed from person to person. And being in California, a highly dense-populated environment, I don't live up in the mountains in California. I am right in in the thick of the highly densely-populated environment. Just because I know how to survive off the land does not separate me from being able to get COVID-19. What it does do, and see, that's the two-part part. What it does do is help me to be able to deal with the economic or the, quote-unquote, like President Trump said, don't let the cure be worse than the problem. It allows me to be able to navigate in this position to where economically we don't know how to handle ourselves. Uh, Physically, we don't know what to do with ourselves being in close quarters uh, uh, locked up in our room, so to speak, or in our house, so to speak, and not have to have social contact. 
And believe it or not, that drives more people crazy going back to the fear factor that I talked about than the actual virus itself. The actual virus itself at this point taking people out to the point to where it should raise an alarm. Like our chairman Jenga uh, said on the, on the broadcast that he did today on Facebook, hell, we killing we killing way more of each other in the hood every day than this virus done did done took out. But yet you don't see us making drastic changes to stop uh, you know black on black crime. You don't see us making drastic changes to change our lifestyle. Hell, diabetes and uh, high cholesterol and all kinds of bad eating habits, smoking habits, drinking habits are killing us quicker than this, this virus is, but you don't see us making those drastic changes to do those kind of things. So going back to my second aspect of that is we as a people, how are we coming to the senses or the grips of what is necessary in terms of our dynamic approach and outlook on life going to change as a result of dealing with this situation? Going Tying this back to the Grizzly Adams in me, I would say that I came to grips and recognized that by being in in an environment where you have to face yourself on a day-to-day basis, it it should cause you to self-reflect and realize some of the errors in your ways of wanting to be connected to the latest and greatest or the end thing that's going on or the the most current fashion, the most uh, in-tune thing to watch on TV the car to drive, the rims to get, so on and so forth. It should, get, it should cause you to recognize that the materialization of the things that we've been caught up in as a people don't mean a damn thing in an economic mm. crisis. So mm. that's now, what I've I learned bet, from this. I, I bet you this uh, <clears throat> little government check, if and when it comes, I can guarantee you the companies to invest in are going to be like Samsung, uh, 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 Toshiba, basically TV and cell phone makers, because that's what we're going to go do with it. We're going to go buy some damn TVs and shit with it, like we always do when we get a bunch of money, because that's just our, our yeah, quick that's what we do. You'll be right back in their pockets, and we'll be even poorer than we were before because we're still not planning, approaching, and learning from what's going on. So, psych. I know your situation is a little bit different than me and War. We had a head start, you know. Uh, so you haven't been um, around for <laughs> a, a couple of years now. What what has been your approach? Have you done anything to – because, I mean, this is stuff we've talked about. Like I said, for 20 years we've been talking about, you know, we might have gotten the, 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 the particulars of how things were going to go down wrong. But the fact that things like this were going to happen, they always happen. Study the fall of Rome or any civilization. They like to ask for Africa. A lot of times folks will ask, well, if Africa was so great, why, you know, or Egypt was so great, why, why is it fall? Why is it gone? Why is it not here? But the reality is that all empires eventually collapse, period. They all have, they all will. America is no different. So understanding that at this point, as you reflect and as you look forward, what have you done? What are you doing to address, you know, the, the what now? Well, I want to uh, – let me address this first, and then I'm going to answer that question. Because uh, you, you talked about earlier about the quote-unquote uh, city leaders can't make a decision about what they want to do. And, and I think it's very important to understand this. 
that is politics. Just like the same reason why uh, Trump didn't lock down the country, but he gave state governors the ability to do what they need to do, and he suggested that they only keep essential uh, businesses running, but you get to make the decision and, and define that as you need to see fit. And then the governors to turn around and did the same thing in most states, like in the state of Texas. The governor basically said the same exact thing, essential businesses. And when they asked him what is an essential business, he said, well, you know, those those mayors have to be basically define that and what they what they think those mean. Because when you understand this, you understand what's happening is nobody wants to be able to left holding the ball at the end of this thing. Nobody wants to wants <laughs> it to be pointed at them and say, this dude overreacted to this virus and collapsed the entire economy. And nobody wants to also, on the other hand, be for it to say, this dude was worried so much about the economy that he let the virus kill half the population in America. Nobody wants to be that guy. So, so you can always understand, like, like somebody told me earlier, this stupid president is talking about he wants the country back open by Easter. This stupid president, you can understand that this dude might not be the most popular guy, and he might not be the sharpest guy, but he's not stupid. The guy that you do not get to, to one of the highest positions in the country by being a, a complete imbecile. This guy plays the role of an imbecile because he's, he's, uh, he's playing to his core constituency. He's playing to the people that, that wanted him in office, the people that was angry and upset about the Obama thing, so he's playing to them, and you got to understand that they are idiots. Most white supremacists are morons. They are idiots because they, they complete ideologies based off idiocy. So he's playing to them, but you can understand this guy is not a moron. He might say that Easter thing in public, but then he goes and sit back with his advisors, and those advisors, those medical doctors, those scientists, they sit back and say, okay, here's the real deal. These are, this is what's going to happen if we continue moving in this direction uh, uh, and getting what we've been getting. This, you have people that mastered doing this and being able to predict what happened, even in economics. They got a formula called a, uh, <clears throat> they got they have a formula called a formula of elasticity, basically to be able to tell how 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 much they can raise the price of a product before people stop buying it. So you can guarantee that they know these things. So I wanted to say that so so that the listening audience could understand that these these city and these state and these and these federal leaders are not confused about what needs to be done. Nobody wants to be be able to have it have a finger pointed at them and say this food destroyed the economy. Yo, he saved lives, but we ain't got no money. Nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that. Now to answer your question and to be one hundred percent honest with this, I did seventeen years in prison. And in prison, especially in the state of Texas, you are guaranteed at the minimum a two-week lockdown twice a year. You're guaranteed that. And that, don't let a riots happen. So in my time, I probably saw six lockdowns a year. The longest lockdown I've ever done was 90 days. And you wasn't running around trying to hoard out a toilet paper, you know. You doodooed in a paper bag and wiped yourself with a sock when you needed to. So I understand the whole concept of being indoors and being on lockdown, and I definitely didn't have a two-bedroom place to walk around when I was on lockdown. The place was the size of a bathroom with another human being doodling and pissing and everything else in the same environment with you, and you was eating peanut butter sandwiches every day. So, so essentially the state 
has already conditioned me and trained me to live off the minimum amount necessary and to go a long amount of time indoors. I've already been conditioned for that. So there was not a lot of, of, of changing in my mentality that had to be done. I do lockdowns, working out, reading, writing, and eating the very – I eat once a day since we've been on lockdown, eating the very minimum possible so I don't even need a whole lot of toilet paper. You know, now you're right about one thing about not having the time because I've only been been liberated. I ain't gonna say free. I've only been liberated from the from the hells of, of, of those cells for for going on two years next month. Only two years, so I don't have the uh, the stash of finance of, of finance that I would like to have, and I definitely don't have the type of weaponry that I would like to have, this was all going to hell in a handbasket. If the economy was completely being eliminated, if this thing really uh, uh, went to the worst-case scenario like the toilet paper hoarders think it's going to go, if it really, if that really happened, you know. And I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. But if that really happened, I don't have the weaponry prepared for that, for that apocalyptic uh, uh, terminator world that people are thinking is if it's going to come to them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what, cause that why the guys are getting out of toilet paper in the water. That's what's going on with that. You know, they've been watching Terminator and the Matrix, and, and they think, it's this here. It's this time. You know, but but I know how to do a lockdown. I do a lockdown, I do a lockdown steady learning, building, and I try to share knowledge with other people, like as War said, because you can't force it on people. But I try to share knowledge with other people, whether I'm doing it through social media, whether I'm doing it through the uh, the YouTube channel where I just did a video for it today, or whether I'm just talking with other people and, and trying to calm those fears and, and giving what I think is the most uh, wise and uh, 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 intelligent thing to do or, or moves to make. So that's that's essentially how I deal with it. Well, well, I gotta tell you, you started stepping on my my hopes and dreams. You you said that you uh you don't think it's gonna come to all of that. You know, it kind of makes me a little bit sad, bro. You know, I, mean, I think I'm, I don't know if you remember War back when we were, this was like when I first moved out to Florida. You would ask me, uh, we were talking some of the whole 2012 Mayan calendar thing was going on, and you said something referencing uh some other prophecy that was talking about, I don't know, 2019 or 2018 and all of that. Right. And I looked at you and I said, I can't wait that long, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've been looking forward to this nonsense <laughs> for a long time because I'm, I'm sick of it. I mean, I'm just one of those individuals. I'm, I'm tired of it. I don't, I, I can't do it with these people anymore. It's so hard just to talk to these folks anymore, but I gotta, I got, so I gotta ask or, or say at some point, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, does it not? I mean, if enough, enough people think that this is it, just the rapture and folks start going out and just acting a plum fool, even beyond the nonsense that we're used to, doesn't it at some point get to be real and utter madness, an excuse for the government to do what we know they want to do? I mean, at some point it, it's got to reach a breaking point, doesn't it? I mean, and I that agree with that. What, huh? Go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, at some point, we have to be prepared for those eventualities. But go, go ahead. I actually forgot what else I was going to say. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I know you've been waiting on the word in for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a part of it, not the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It's all ends, and there's no prepping for that. I'm just, yeah. just you know, just, just the bad part. <laughs> well, one thing I believe, one thing I believe, and I think we are all. 
come to a unanimous understanding or agreement of this is that um, that, that all systems, all systems, especially nature, nature always seeks homeostasis. It always seeks balance. Yep. Always. And sometimes when things go to too far of an extreme, nature will kind of reset itself, yep. you know. And, 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 and so understanding that, so we can have many ideals of what's happening right now. We can have many concepts of what's happening. This could be nature resetting itself again because it had done it, it had done it a few times, you know, the way, where nature didn't reset itself. Or, and, and, this, and I'm not a conspiracy, I don't do conspiracy theory, I don't, and not because I don't believe people conspire to make things happen. I know, that, I know that's reality, but I don't like to do conspiracy theory because I like to be able to prove whatever I'm saying and not just be uh, uh, living on a hope and a wish or a pie in the sky or, or some kind of fantasy spookism. I don't like to deal with that. But uh, uh, it's ironic that War decided to do a show on uh, on population control. And we understand that there are many people that, that that actually believe that the population has to be checked or to grow outside of its ability to, for the earth to sustain it. And 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 you, most people in power are those who believe that the people that don't add as much value to the system are the first ones that need to die and go. So I mean, so we could have those things taking place. But the reason I say I don't believe that this is that this is that situation. If we're just dealing with it from a natural point of view, the human being has always faced viruses. A virus is our only natural predator. Nothing else on the planet can prey on us like a virus can. We can't even identify what a virus is in reality because in, in biology we, we uh, define life in two ways. We say it's either prokaryotic or it's uh, eukaryotic, one of the two. But a virus is neither one. A virus is neither mm-hmm. of these things, you know. Right. And, and so by that, by definition, we, don't even, we can't even say that a virus is really alive because it doesn't meet the definition of life. But it acts yeah. like a living thing. Yeah. And it needs to feed off a living thing in order to keep on growing and living. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so we've been facing this. We've been facing this uh, this threat, this enemy, since our, since the beginning of time. And the, and the only problem with us now is we our technology, our knowledge have moved to such a high level. We're able to uh, we're able to move past the things that would normally check us, like they say how this how this virus came into being. They say that the Chinese uh, markets brought Australian, African, and Asian animals into the same uh, uh, place with each other in cages who, who, who had not developed the right type of immunity for the different viruses these animals have. Then you added the human being to the mixture, and then you had a mutated virus that we had never, our, our, uh, our uh, immune system had never had contact with before, and that's why it's ravaging, ravaging us the way it is. But at some point, the human immune system has the ability to build up to this, and then the, the uh, COVID-19 becomes nothing. It becomes the common cold at some point based right. on, our, on our historical experience with viruses. It's just, the first, it's just the first wave of people that deal with it get took out the game, and that might eliminate, again, half the human population. The first wave get took out of the game until that immunity is built up. But, but that's but – that, but... Not saying that, okay, this virus is going to wipe out all of humanity, oh, it's over. Saying that the ending, the, the, the economic system is not going to be the same as it was last year. And oh, no. 
having a virus, and, you know, viruses, it takes time to develop uh, uh, for a, 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 a person or animal, whoever, to build up an immunity. We've never in the history of man lived as congested as we do now in Please. such close quarters. Human beings. Yes. We've never had an economic system that is so interdependent, not just from me to you or the people down the street, but globally, that something that, that time is truly of the essence. And, you know, time is money. That, that's just a, a golden rule in a capitalist system. And when you have that, that's, that's a part of the issue is that the time that it would take for this to run its course and us to develop it and all of that, coupled with the, the only thing that they're telling us they can figure out because they still don't know anything about it, you know, they're coming out with new, you know, all of a sudden everybody that's gotten the, the sickness, their symptoms are different. Some people got an upset stomach now. That's something they've thrown in, into the mix. At first, it was only old people with, with uh, uh, underlying issues that were a problem. Now they've got uh, an under-18-year-old kid that died from it. You know, some uh, high school athlete or college athlete is in a coma now. You know, this wasn't a, a cat who had underlying illnesses. This was an athlete. This dude was in pretty decent shape. So they're constantly learning different or telling us that they've learned different stuff about it, but they really don't know. And so that takes the trajectory for the virus to remain unchecked and to mutate and to spread around, because the more it spreads, the more the, po- the, the possibility that it will mutate, and what they learned last week becomes irrelevant because it's mutated into something different. And during that time, again, time is money. During that time, these global entities that are completely interwoven, you know, when it first started popping up in China, Apple had a problem. You know, several different companies were having to shut down plants in in China, so there started to become shortages in the states before it ever left China. So with that being being the case, I don't think it's so much that a virus is going to wipe out people, but it's going to be a a collaboration of different factors that cause everything to be completely different. And I think that it's going to be a reality that, again, very few, especially black folk, oh, God, white people, we could talk about how they're prepared because it's a whole lot of them that have been preparing for this and they've got things in place and can live off the land and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I mean forever. And I don't just mean farmers and whatnot. I mean just regular people who are bugging out. But black folk, come on, man. <laughs> they, they shut, you can't get that chicken sandwich from Popeye's. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> Day one, it's going to be a problem. You it's going to be a problem. So so <laughs> even just with that, you know, if you watch the boondocks, boondocks was telling us this whole uh, uh, chicken thing where people were getting connected to the chicken. They were putting something in the chicken, and people wanted it so bad, and it's like people just getting high off of it. And now you remove that, like any other thing, you know, anybody on heroin or, or, or crack or anything else, you're going to have a violent reaction. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. People are going to start dying over toilet paper. People, and they already had news reports of people getting beat up, stabbed, shot, whatever, behind toilet paper and other stuff that they couldn't get at the store. I mean, we've all seen the videos of Black Friday. I mean, come on. So it's not, to me, it's not that the virus per se is going to, you know, be the end all or whatever, but certainly the government's reaction, because they're pumping trillions of dollars. I think it was the G20, the, the economic summit of, of 20 uh, developed countries in the world that get together 
and talk about economic policy and all of that uh, is pumping like $5 trillion into the, the economy. The U.S. has this $2 trillion bill and talking about doing some more, uh, uh, putting some more money into it. They're just printing more money, making your money worthless, so they got to print more money to beef up your money, and that money becomes worthless because they printed more money. So it's just it's going to go around to a circle until, like you said, this is nature too, the nature of capitalism. If you've ever studied, um, um, what's the guy's name? I forget his name, uh, uh, Marx. Marx and Marxists. The Marxists are, are, are waving flags of victory right about now because they're watching capitalism implode and, and come apart. But all of this is still to say we're really not getting at the question of what now. I mean, what I, I feel like if we're – supposed to be the spearhead, if we're supposed to be the vanguard, whatever the hell that means, you know, that's about as 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 specific as essential, you know, uh, jobs, you know, the vanguard of the revolution or whatever. If we're supposed to be the vanguard, at the very least, we need to be providing information to people that 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 is pertinent, that makes sense, that's doable, that addresses the situation the upcoming possibilities, how it's going to go down, how can I feed my kid if I don't have a job anymore so I don't have any money, but that's okay because there's no food at the grocery store, but that's okay because there's no gas, even though gas just went down to a dollar or whatever it is. So gas is cheaper, but I can't buy it, and I ain't got nowhere to go anyway. So, you know, what what is it I'm supposed to do now? You know, that's, that's what I want to get at. That's what I'm saying. What? We got a caller. Huh? Let's, let's let a caller jump in uh, okay. that want to uh, speak on something. Zero eight seven three. I think that now that something has actually happened that you can get more people to actually listen. I mean, like, okay, I've been studying, and I, I know a lot more than, like, the people in my surrounding area. But you could go out here and talk to your face turn blue. But now to now that we're at the fact with something actually where like actually happened and where things are actually shutting down, like this is the first time for everybody. Like this has never happened before. You don't think that a lot of people will actually start opening up and listening now? Yeah, that seems the time. Uh, well, I mean, seems the time. I mean, I don't, I don't, me personally, I, I don't have the network to do that. I don't know that I have the thrust, just to be honest with you, at this point to do that. Somebody that's more connected to an organization or to people, period, um, might be in a better situation than that. But for me, this is it, for me. I tend to connect, to connect with people, get them to listen and have conversations on the phone, you know, so we can all do what the president said we're supposed to do, you know, the five things, all that bull crap. Um, and maintain six feet or six, you know, two meters or whatever. Um, but I, honestly, in, in the masses, no, the masses are not going to wake up to it. The masses are not going to do right because I mean it's staring us in our face. The U.S. now has the most cases in the freaking world, and it's only really in one state, really bad. You know, California is catching up, but New York is really the, the epicenter. When it starts hitting Louisiana, as it started to hit, their cases are going up. Florida and Texas ain't, ain't did nothing to, to lock down nothing or address it, you know. So, I mean, it's, we're just in the beginning stages, you know, and still people going to the park. P- 
I guarantee I haven't been there. I don't I haven't been there in a long time, but people going to the club. People going yeah. and, and doing their regular stuff and not even reasoning it out. You know, I'm not one but to jump. You don't up think do that that's cooking. because nothing like this has ever happened, so they really don't know how to really I mean, it's good to say that's just like your mom telling you, Oh, don't go outside or don't hang with that person. And you're going to keep on doing it until something actually happens, until you actually see, well, maybe I don't need to hang with that person. And I'm not saying, like, I mean, I just I just think that it's, it's a time where a lot more people actually listen to what, you know, um, to what's been, been being said, you know, for a long time. Um, it's a lot, like, okay, where I'm at, I'm, I live in a community. So it's a lot of younger, you know, younger guys out here that hang around, da 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 I talk to these boys every day. I have much respect in my community. So if something goes down in my community, do I think, of course, I hold my own. I got my own protection and everything like that. But if something just was to happen in my, computer, in my community, me trying to do everything on my own, it might not, I might not last long. But if you still try to do things as a community, and I understand that everybody is not going to come out and all – before that once, you're going to have some people that's going to get down with you. You're going to have some people that won't get down with you. But at the same time, I mean, it's, I think it all depends on where you at with your surroundings and what you could do with your surroundings on how things will play out. Well, I would just say that we've known for a long time, you go to the club, you might get shot, but people still go to the club. You know, we, we, we've seen what our mama told us not to do get other people tow up, but we still do it. So it's Until just... Until something actually dis- happened, right? Huh? Until, Until something, something actually, actually happened. happened. to that particular individual. And I but think that that's what we got to look at. We got to... Hello? Go ahead. Oh, okay, I think that's what we... Let me jump in on this. Just, well, let me, let me jump. jump in on this real quick. This goes back to... And, and I'm just referring back to our definitions again. Like I said, we have to we have to have have a, a concept of what we're dealing with. What she's addressing and talking about is that codependency. And again, that codependency is a relationship in which a person is physically or psychologically addicted to. So because, yeah. like she said, they've never seen this or they never seen they they've only known a certain thing, they don't know how to respond or how to act. So the codependency causes the masses or causes an individual to go back into the pattern of, a, of, of, of what their norm is, we, which we got into a little bit of that on the last show. So we break this down from a psychological standpoint. Psychologically, let's talk about this from the standpoint of fight. Psychologically, if I, I can train as a martial artist, but if I only go through the textbook of the training or watch it versus actually practice it, if I get into an actual combat of situation, psychologically, I'm going to revert back to swinging wild. Why? Because that's what naturally I know to do. In the midst of a fear uh, situation, I'm not going to use what I've been studying, so to speak, because that study has not what? Became habitual yet. We talked about that. So the habitual pattern in which most people are conditioned to has to do with that mass gathering mentality, that herd mentality, which, again, why I brought up the fact of fear in the first place from a a dysfunctional pattern. 
spirit was first conditioned in us at birth. At birth, we drew into a concept of separation. So from that moment on, unconsciously, we are chasing the group mentality. We are chasing being around other people unless we have came to grips with ourselves, which is why I refer back to when he was saying that Grizzly Adams in me. So the masses of our people are still needing validation by others in one form, fashion, or another, which is why we hoard to groups, which is why we hoard or do what someone else is doing in the first place. It's a habitual pattern. Most people are religious, <clears throat> and the religion that they are in is based on what they were introduced to by their parents. Now, if you switch religions later on, that's because you you taken your own you, – you decided to think a little bit for yourself or something turned you off. But most people are in the same religion that their parents exposed them to. So that's that habitual right. pattern. So what going back to Eve said in regards to Vanguard, let me throw this back into the Panther perspective. What we have to do is help our people become aware of this dysfunctional conditioned behavior pattern that causes us to do what others do or to do what our perception has been tricked, which goes back to why I talked about the whole thing with television and being persuaded or being subliminally intrusive, projected with thoughts to tell you to do this and to do that, which is what they do with commercials and selling, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And we talked about that before. So the deal is, is going back to what frustrates E a lot of time is our people need to wake up. And the aspect of the, the concept of even saying masses is the fact that a herd or a mass of anything is generally going to do the same thing. So, yes, we are not going to be able to free the masses. But what we hope to be able to do is like with broadcasts like this, project, project wisdom, project a, a, a concept or a principle of information that people can go back to and refer back to and hopefully extract themselves from the matrix. And see, that's the thing. You have to be able to recognize that it has to be you that pulls yourself out of this. I can expose oh, you to something, but you have to unplug your damn self. So we can't do much other than that. We can help to show you the path, but you got to be willing to walk it. Yeah, see, that's the only go ahead. That is the only real job of a revolutionary, though, because a revolutionary's job is to raise the consciousness of the people. Hugh P. Newton once said that the people learn through observation and participation. They, the black community is not really a reading community, so you can't go out and just give them your books and your reading material. So what you have to do exactly. is give them proper activity to observe and then to finally participate in. But don't be confused or get emotional about it either. Because Asada Shakur said revolution is a science, not an emotional thing. So you got to be scientific when we look at it. Uh, 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 the masses do follow the herd. And so the, the, the purpose of a vanguard, the word vanguard literally means to take the lead. So the, word, so the vanguard's job is to lead or give the people the proper activity to follow. The people might not understand why you're doing it, just like the toilet paper thing. 
the people might not might not grasp it, but you get them activity that looks like that, okay, they survive and they know what's going on, they know what they're doing, then the people will fall in line and just like sheep or just like the herd, they will follow the herd. But the people, for the most part, are not just going to stop and start raising their consciousness because, because historically it, is, it has never happened. Historically, uh, 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 and I'm just using this as a story. It's just as a story. In the story of Jesus, the guy ran out and he did all the feeding and healing, and the very people he was feeding and healing are the ones that said crucify him because that's what the masses do. So, so symbolically, we have to understand that the masses are not a thinking group. The masses don't don't think. Once you wake them, once you wake the mass up, they're no longer the mass. They're no longer part of the masses. They become part of the conscious. And then, the, so the duty is only to give them proper activity to observe and hopefully to participate in and to give that information out. That is the that is the purpose and the job of any true revolutionary. A revolutionary doesn't make revolution. He doesn't do it. Only the masses can make it by following the the, the principles and ideals that the revolutionary puts out. But the revolutionary cannot make it, no matter how correct his ideals are. And I want to so use the concept is- of just. Let me say this, and then I'd let you get your question. Just dealing with natural law, natural science, and, and natural physiology. It is our brain that constructs and organizes the movement of the body or the masses. You can think of it that same way from a cell theorist perspective that we teach on. Knowing that, that brain makes up a small percentage of the total mech- organism, so to speak. That is in motion. So if we recognize this pattern in nature, again, talking about patterns, if we recognize that to be a true pattern in nature, it doesn't make sense that we think that we can operate outside of nature and expect that sequence of of, uh, physiology to be any different. So going back to what Psych was just identifying with, the idea of the vanguard, would be like that brain or that neural net that is getting the body to go into motion. But the body itself is going to move according to what that vanguard or that brain tells it to do. This is also why in, in, in early on I said to the uninitiated, E equals MC2. And I was kind of making a joke, but at the same time I wasn't because a lot of people don't understand the concept of being squared which is why I said sonic value, those of sonic. And another coin phrase, I'm going to throw this jewel out there and I'm going to let it go. I said sonic value, which also is a position of Masonic and other secret societies. So those people that didn't know knew what I meant when I said sonic value. But to the most masses, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So the idea is being able to connect on various levels and reach our people. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Somebody was gonna say something. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah. You 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 irritating me. <laughs> you pissing me off. <laughs> you pissing me off. I I still have a question. Now what? <laughs> Sonic values is. Sonic is closed because it's not essential and I can't get no dinner from there. I want to hear about it. Sonic values. What do I do now? Do I put my fingers in the ground? Do I learn to, what, what is it I need to do? I mean, the sister posed some things that she's doing. 
what hands-on, because as, as you said, if you're not initiated, if you are initiated, then really we're just sitting around here, you know, intellectually masturbating. So we've got to speak to those who may not be initiated in a way that they can easily understand to identify some things that they can maybe maybe easily, maybe not so easily do to address the situation as a whole and their particulars as they attempt to go forward and navigate this uh, stuff that's going on. I'll, I'll say this. Oh, no, I'll let you speak, sis. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, long before this, okay, so where I'm living at, I've been here for like three years. And I always, like, I'm real, like, neighborly. And when I say neighborly, I don't care what goes on in the household and stuff like that. But I speak, I ask, you know, how they doing, da-da-da-da. I make sure I know my people around me. And I make sure that they know who I am. Um, and, I, and I tell them, I'm like, you know what? And I always said this to them. I was like, there might come a time where, you know, we got to know that we are actually family right here where we are because when things happen, we can't think about, oh, my family's in Georgia because the people that's up in Georgia got to deal with the, with the situation in Georgia. We got to deal with, right, with what's right here, right now, and that's us together. So we always got to still, even though we don't know each other, and I'm not telling each other to go to each other places and have dinners and things like that, but we have to know each other enough to trust each other to know that if something comes down that we can work together. Because if we don't, I think if, like, okay, like I said, I'm in a complex. I think if don't work together, this shit will fall real quick. Anybody could come over and, you know, come when things do get bad. Anybody that come around, if it's just working off one-on-one, if I'm going to, you know, just protect me, then, yeah, I might be able to take out a couple of people, but guess what? I'm going to eventually get taken down because it's just me. If you, if I say, okay, this is our community and we're going to protect our community, then you got more than just one person backing you or you're not the only one backing yourself. Like I, I've been telling my neighbors, I'm like, the thing is, we don't have to go out here and say, okay, I'm going to need this from you. I'm going to need this amount of money from you. I'm not asking you for nothing. You know what you have in your household. If you know that you have a sister and someone needs it, hey, say, hey, I got this that someone needs. We know right now, like, everybody went out here buying up all these groceries and things like that. I have an elderly neighbor in the front, and I have an elderly neighbor around, around, well, around the corner that I went to them both and told them, you know, what y'all need, y'all need to let me know because, you know, I don't know what you need if you don't open your mouth. And I know that you guys are the elderly ones here. So, of course, I'm going to make sure that you guys are okay. So whatever I get, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring you. And I'm, I don't have a whole bunch of money and stuff like that. But at the same time, that's not to say that I can't help those who are around me and I can't, you know, go out here and let everybody know that, listen, we're going to have to really stick together. This ain't no game. This is, this, this is that that I've been speaking about the whole time. And I've been talking about this for a long time with all my neighbors. So that's why I say it's kind of easy. I mean, if you're by yourself and you're out in the country, because when I lived in the country, it was kind of different. But when I'm here in the city and I have a neighbor on each side of me, it's like we got to look. I have to look at it from that perspective as well. All right, sister, we appreciate your comments. Uh, stay, stay, stay on the line. Don't go anywhere. But we have a, another somebody that wants to jump in. Um, three, three, six, zero. Uh, go ahead. You there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing okay. this evening, sir? 
Good, brother. How's it going? Thanks to the chair. Um, this is uh, Southern Regional Chief of Staff, James, New Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. Um, I'd like to chime in um, with some of the things that the sister is saying as it deals with support. I think that um, a brother mentioned earlier today how divine essence calls us to be accountable for situations and circumstances of life. And I think as we look at the trials and tribulations that we face mass across the world as a people, collectively that I think that divine order is giving us an opportunity to correct some of these cultural things that we fell away from. I think one of the most essential things that us as a people were raised to do um, is hygienical habits. And so it wouldn't be such a threat if this was a common order for us, but we've got so far away from these, these uh, ways that we were raised that, you know, these things seem strange for us. Um, I think being good stewards of our neighbors, those are things that we were raised with, and we got away from that. We began to separate um, and be independent according to this culture. And so I believe that divine order has given us the opportunity to come back to some of those ways that we were raised with. Not only that, um, just to unify um, the Honorable Nassim Chief of Staff, Honorable Brother War, uh, mentioned um, the cell theory and, and, and how we got to begin to intellectually prepare ourselves for these events. Um, I think, my brothers and sisters, that we shouldn't be a question um, as black men and women of today. We should know what we need to do. It shouldn't be a perplexed situation. I mean, whether we're in the country or whether we're in the city, we know that we're up under attack as a people against this system and that they're going to come to us um, any type of way. So we just have to be prepared, my brothers and sisters, and stand unified as one and do what we have to do um, to make it. I stand down and I appreciate this opportunity to speak with my brothers and sisters, um, Black Power. All right, Black Power. Hey, let, let me uh, let me jump in and answer a little bit on 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 just that, um, and even going back to what our sister was saying here. So, what I the reason why I started off again talking about fear is because I believe what the masses and what anybody let me just say this as any individual looks down the road and asks themselves, "What now?" The first thing you have to come to grips with is your own set of fears. What is it that you fear the most in regards to the unknown? Again, that's why I reflected back on that baby. When that baby got slapped, it got exposed to a whole lot of unknowns because it first experienced that separation. We are now at a point of separation from what we've known to be and what we've taken for granted on up until this point. We've taken for granted whether we want to consider ourselves domesticated, oppressed, or whatever, especially here in America. We have taken for granted the benefits and luxuries of being in a capitalist environment. Let's just call it what it is. We have to, I'm talking about the masses, we have to a degree taken for granted that. So the same way that baby got spanked and that baby had to take his own first breath of air, that meant that that baby now had to do from it for itself. It was cut, the, umbil- the umbilical cord was cut. At that point, that baby has to start learning, of course, through, through uh, being taught and nurtured, but nonetheless, that baby 
has to experience what it means to think for itself. What is it? What does it mean to grow? What does it mean to learn? What does it mean to develop? So I would say, first and foremost, as you cut yourself from the masses as an individual, the first thing you have to do is come to grips with your set of fears. As you come into grips with accepting your set of fears, now you have to start the process of deciphering how are you going to deal with those fears and what can you do from a logical perspective to address each and every aspect of what you fear the most and how can you put yourself aside from those fears and those worries and those troubles going back into the concept of, of, of ever creating an ever-cycling bubble of fear and remove yourself from that so that you can have the ability and the condition to not be caught up in your emotions and to allow the conscious, critical thinking mind to take heed and take place to move you to the next level of being undomesticated. So that's what I want the first step to be recognized by a listening audience. Come to grip with your fears. That's what you start with. What, that's what you do now. You come to grip with what you fear the most about your newfound condition as a result of this COVID-19 thing, which is coronavirus 2019 identified mutation. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that this is something new. It is a mutation that was uh, uh, announced or recognized in 2019, late 2019. Like what Sykes said, viruses evolve just like all of life evolves, and we're facing this, ever, this new evolution. But as a people, as part of this planet, going back to deal, dealing with natural law, going back to this planet, what we have to do is condition ourselves to not be at fear with our current situation, but to embrace it. And as we embrace it, then we can start projecting our thoughts, projecting our actions, and projecting our forward-moving, forward-thinking self to the other side, to the outcome. And that's the way we have to start. And as we start that, that will open up the visionary path necessary for us to pioneer new beginnings, new hopes, new processes, new procedures, and new ambitions and new goals and kinetic energy that I talked about earlier, kinetic possibilities, so that we can collectively, not massively, but collectively jump in and make this happen. All right, let's take it. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, thanks. <laughs> we all jump in there, don't we? <laughs> and I want to just add some uh, Brother Wall say, uh, uh, and answer to Brother E's question. Brother Wall said that uh, the first thing he wants you to do is recognize your fears. And then I would have to say the second thing that I would want you to do, because I believe in peace as an acronym, which means positive education always corrects errors, is to educate yourself. Don't don't run with those fears that Brother War explained. Don't don't uh, follow the masses. Don't follow the group. Don't follow the herd. But educate yourself. Education will always give you the tools and the weapons necessary to navigate whatever arena that you find yourself in. So if it's the COVID nineteen, if it's uh, uh, learning how to create a budget after a recession, whatever it is, gain an education of that subject so that you can make better decisions. 
education is a weapon. And I'm not talking about going to sit in the school and get some kind of diploma or piece of paper. When I talk, when I say that's instruction, education is that thing that you can get from an institution or you can get from a group of people, a podcast like this, sitting with Malcolm by reading autobiography or whatever it is that, that you may get some proper information from. Education is that thing that will bring forth that natural knowledge out of your own self. You know, we like to use this word, and I love words the way we all probably love mathematics. We like to use the word recognize. And the word recognize, when you break it down, you understand that it means re means to do again. And cognize means to know, or, or come from the word cognizant. So recognize literally means to know again. So when you recognize something, all you're doing is knowing again something that you already knew. And that's what education does. It brings forth that natural intelligence that is in you. And when you're operating off intelligence and logic, you'll stop operating off fear because logic and fear doesn't, doesn't stand in the same position in the same place. So what I would say to do, what do we do now, is education. We still pissing you off, E? Huh? <laughs> what did you say? I said, are we still pissing you off without, without an answer? No, I guess I can live with that. Uh, <laughs> embrace it. Okay, so basically the way I'm, okay, and I, I might be wrong, but I'm going to ask the question. So are you guys saying that because of the way I'm thinking is like, I need more education. Now we're not. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking about you specifically. Always, okay. I say always. I'm talking about the masses as a as a whole. Everybody. Yes, you everybody. Need, I need more education. Everybody. If you, if you, uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was. He told me this years ago. This might have been eighteen, nineteen years ago. Uh, uh, he said. Uh, that he can't stand a grown person because grown is past tense. It means that you're through growing. And if you're still alive, the human being can always build and grow and develop. So there's no Every such day. thing as that type of stagnation. So we all need new education. I'm steady gaining new education every day of my life. So, but when I said that, it was never, I never, I never think in personalizations. I'm never thinking about an individual because, as you said earlier, an individual can't save the community. You might can be right. off in the, in the woods by yourself. You can't defend yourself from a horde. So I'm not thinking in an individual way of thinking. I'm thinking as, as a whole, as a totality. Okay. It's, eight, it's 8 billion people on the earth. The earth is 196,940,000 square miles. So we can't think about one mile. We got to think about uh, uh, in, a, in a bigger, in a bigger uh, sphere, so to speak. Right. Let me, let me add to that. In saying what he was psychic is saying, also, you have to realize that you have to take your 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 start taking steps and and make you know if, if you want if you want to get from point A to point B, you first have to commit yourself to be willing to have the willpower to go ahead and make that first step to get to that to, to your destination, regardless of how far away that destination is. If you don't take that first step, then you're not becoming kinetic. When I say when I refer to the word kinetic, uh, you, you you have a person that has a whole lot of pent-up potential power. But until they make that first step down that path of, co- of a corrective pattern, then they hadn't done anything kinetic. And so what, when, what we're talking about when, when we say education is basically breaking the bond of crystallization because that grown folks pattern that, uh, that uh, he referred to, that why he say, why, when, when Sykes saying how you hate dealing with grown folks, has to do with the fact that what happens to us, the, the, the negative uh, dysfunctional behavioral pattern of an adult 
has to do with their learning style. That's why one of the definitions I talked about has to do with retarded retardation, or I talked about handicapped education, because a handicapped education teaches you that you only need to learn so that you can get a job. So people's perspective and mentality on learning new things, on being educated, they tie that directly to their economics. They don't tie it to being a well-rounded or a, a imbalanced human being on this planet. They measure their worth based upon their ability to put food on the table, not contributing anything to a society, but what can I bring home? What can I take in? And, that's, and, and that is a warped perception of a true being. It's not, it's not our life and the measurement of our life should not be based upon putting food on the table or, or, or to a larger degree how much goods and, and, and mess I can accumulate in my confined space. How many things can I touch? How many things do I got at my disposal? That's the messed up crystallization that we're talking about. So when we're talking about education, again, we're talking about opening what people reflecting on their fears or reflecting on their, their lack of development and their crystallized perspective and, and thought patterns. For now is the time to shatter those. Now is the time to come out of those things. And when you come out of those crystallizations, then there is a new bridge or a new neural connection that has been made that was not there before. So there is a better or possible bright side to this whole COVID-19 thing, because what it can do is it has the potential to help us make that first step. And I'm talking about the mass, the mass herd mentality. Make that first step to break away from being that domesticated being. Break away from being crystallized into thinking the only time to read a book, the only time to study something is either out of fear or out of economic value. But don't tie it to becoming a true human being or a true being or a true vessel for life in itself. See, we're out of step again with nature. And if we're out of step with nature, then we are very dysfunctional in terms of what we represent to the planet. And this is the problem. So uh, I, go ahead. We got, I think oh, Carl uh, want to jump in and say something too. Yeah, I'm going to turn it over to him. Um, but I just wanted to, to, to plug in on that. Uh, I saw an episode, it was a Star Trek years and years ago. Somebody commented that um, the more, technology we create the we every time we create a new piece of technology we create another layer between ourselves and nature so it seems that the application of technology in this world is conversely or opposite related to our connection to uh nature the more we connect and rely on technology the less we're in touch with with nature even something as basic as is, is music you know uh, 80 years ago People used to, before TV and before radio, families would gather around the piano and they would sing songs together. Now music just consists of, you know, downloading an MP3 on your iPhone and, and, and listening to it. You know, we've lost the, uh, and that's something that's, that's integral to our African selves, our culture, excuse me for cursing with the K word there, but the, the, our culture, our nature 
is uh, something as simple as music. We are musical people. You know, the drums came out of Africa, the, and the, and the, the first uh, uh, instruments were, you know, our heartbeat and, and our voices. And to have that disconnect between actually experiencing the creation of something as basic and something as, as fundamental to African people as, as music just kind of shows how detached from because you don't have to learn you don't you don't have to know to pick up a, a, a shovel or, or 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 a rake or how to plant seeds to 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 do to, to do music. That's what makes it so fundamental. There's nothing you need to learn. That I think it was Talib Kweli, one of his songs. Um, he was uh, referencing a, a yoga proverb: if you can if you can walk, you can dance; if you can talk, you can sing. I mean, these are fundamental parts of ourselves, but we're no longer in touch with those things. And a huge part of it is our, our dependency on technology that somebody else is, is in control of so that we're no longer in touch with the, the basic things that we need, which, from where I'm sitting, those are exactly the things that um, um, I've encouraged other people to endeavor in, in, in you know, things as simple as, as, as farming, planting a plant, doing something that puts you back in touch not with being independent, because that's something I get tired of hearing, especially sisters, oh, God, I'm an independent. But you're not independent, because as soon as your job says you're fired or you can't get food here or the bank says you can't get any more of your money out, you're in a mess. You're not independent, um, or maybe you're independent, but you're not self-sufficient. And to me, self-sufficiency is something that's got a much, much greater value, especially in terms of what it is we're having to face now. So caller three three six zero, you're back on. If you want to, uh, if you want to chime in and say something. Yeah, I did. I did want to chime in on um, the part the Honorable National Chief of Staff Brother War was speaking about um, using this time, and that this time can really turn out to be good for our people. Um, it's just my belief that you know we as a people, um, being the first originator, it's our job to get things back in order. And if we look at, you know, the situ- situation, circumstances that we face massively um, with murder, disease, health care, um, you know, uh, finances and et cetera, you know, I think that um, the ancestors, um, I believe that, you know, prayer is, is mighty. And I believe that, you know, when we pray, we pray to the ancestors, to the people that are in the next state of existence. And, you know, just years of praying and meditating and just asking for deliverance. Um, from what we've been going through, I, I just feel like time has come and situation and circumstance and it's forcing us to be accountable for our actions. And this time can be used as think tanks to really sit back and see um, what problems we have and what are the solutions that can really just help us in our ordinary home life. Um, like you were saying, you know, you stress education and, and hygiene and just family unity and reading the right books and just, you know, doing away with a lot of frivolous um, actions and habits that we accumulated through this systematic culture. And so I just believe that this is just an opportunity um, for us as a people just to get it right if we use it the right way. But like the Honorable National Chief of Staff say, um, not everybody's going to make it. And in war, we have casualties, so we must understand that it's going to be casualties, but my people perish for lack of knowledge, and those are our people that want to be stuck in their ways and just don't believe. And so that's just my belief. I thank you once again for this opportunity to speak. I stand down. 
Uh, no doubt. So, I, and I guess for me and and Wars, like y'all know me, I'm I've, I've embraced my uh, hermeticness to a, a degree that I'm I'm comfortable with most everything that's on the horizon. So, I guess for me, where I'm at, being less. I guess even uh, between the callers and, and, and Warren Sykes, the least involved in the community, that my perspectives are a little different. So I'm having to do some, some gymnastics and kind of wind back and look at it from where folks who are still engaging and <laughs> who are still a part of the world um, uh, 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 and, and try to uh, approach it from that viewpoint. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little bit tricky for me. Um, but, you know, I think the, the embrace and, and educate is, is a, a good start. It's a good place for, I guess, and actually for someone who's done that or who something for them to go back and to continually do you know, on a continual process, obviously the education, but the embracing part as well um, as, you know, because the, the situation will morph and change over time, and so there will be other things that are revealed to oneself if, one, if you're really reflecting on it um, that maybe you were um, or I was um, afraid of and did not uh, realize was an issue. But, um, yeah, I think maybe those are, are, are decent starting points for um, a brother or sister to uh, to approach the situation from. Let, let me say this. And what's real important, and this even goes back to something uh, Griff, uh, um, Brother Griff with the New Black Panther Party um, um, alluded on. The deal is, is that we first said, brace your fears. Come to grips with your fears. And reflect on those. So when he's talking about prayer, one thing I want to reference, and this is just, and this is just basically me dropping another jewel on people. The idea of prayer, first and foremost, starts with you sounding something out loud, which is an affirmation. As you make an affirmation, basically what you're doing is you're talking to yourself first and foremost. And then it goes out into the ionosphere, goes out into the, the ether, whatever you want to call it from that point. Now you get into the religious part. But the, that, the, but the first action, the first thing is making that first initial step again. And with that first step, it has to be the process of identifying your fears. Because if you identify and you self-reflect on your fears and the, and the steps that it's going to take to start conquering them, then that leads you to the education necessary to conquer those. We're not telling people to go start picking up books because a lot of y'all may go pick up some Huckleberry Finn or some foolishness like that. I'm not saying we're not saying that. We're talking about a calculated path of correction, which is starting with identifying with your inner self. And that let that lead you down the educational path of knowing thyself so that you can break out of the matrix. That's what we're saying. So we're specific in the way we're talking about this. Although it may seem broad, I want to break I want to break it down and make sure we under we, we get this on a specific front. Identify with your fears. Come to grips with that. Develop affirmations. You speak those into existence. 
you work on decrystallizing yourself so that you are okay with the process of education. Then you have that willpower, which is necessary to break the bondage of domestication, which will then allow you to have the patience with your inner self so that you can become studious outside of the realm of capitalism, outside of the realm of thinking that it has to be tied back to a monetary value. Then that will lead you down the proper path of an education to bring you to a higher self. And all this is going on as a result of the trigger mechanism, which was the COVID-19. That's what we're getting at with this show. The whole point was this was the, this could potentially have been the trigger to being a greater being. That's the magnificent part of this. Now I turn it over to someone else. At uh, three three six zero, oh, you're still um, you're still on here. If you want to jump back in, you can whenever you want to. Um, I just open the mic up so that you don't have to press one again. Thanks, sir. Um, site, or I'm sorry, do you want to say something? Yeah, you know, I I just, you know, I, I, I must just, you know, just give um, honor and thanks to the National Chief of Staff. I, I've been up on this teaching for a few years, and it's just, you know, as years grow, it just comes clearer and clearer, you know, how we must free ourselves, you know, from self. Because, you know, fear um, – it just handicaps us, and, and, and fear sometimes is unknown. You know, it just it, it just becomes us at moments as it presents itself um, face-to-face. And so, you know, this opportunity is an opportunity um, for us to really sit down, you know, spiritually. I think that's where it is for us because, you know, we got this physical thing down packed, you know, as we overcome the trials and tribulation over the times of life as a people. So, you know, we got this physical thing and the survival thing down packed. I just think we need to go back to the spiritual things because these are the values and the ethics um, that constitute our actions. And so, and that takes self-evaluation, and self-evaluation is a part of self-determination. And so, you know, the teaching is so mighty um, that was given to me that it just opened my eyes to utilize my time wisely and not frivolously and kind of, you know, desegregate from some of this frivolous literature and ways and conversation, just some frivolous conversations that we have and that we go. And I think that this opportunity is just life is forcing us because, you know, we as a people have been so um, institutionalized that, you know, life has to make a demand and says, you know, I'm going to step in because it's my people time to bring the world back in order. And so this is a stage of harmony, and it just gives us a critical opportunity to really self-evaluate, come back to culture, and really get it out of this system and build our relationships in the home. And then once we do that, we build our community and then we go abroad. And so, you know, I just, that's just something that strikes me every time the Honorable National Chief of Staff speak is self-determination, um, self-development, uh, problem solving, and just promoting self for our people. And if we make ourselves better, then our people can't do nothing be better. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. 
So if what what I would like to do with this uh the embracing um and the idea of embracing and education is to make available uh, a PDF of, of a book. And um, I don't know um, if folks have ever read uh, the uh, the Browder file. It's always one of my, when I was more activist, uh, the, the MOI was like the go-to book uh, for folks, whether you're just starting out a quote-unquote newbie to all of this, or if you, you're seasoned and you've been in the game for a minute, it's uh, one of those books that you can always go back and read. It's, it's, it, it's also one that's very easy reading, and what I mean is you can sit down and start reading it, and before you know it, you finished it, didn't even realize you were reading the book for an hour or whatever it takes to, to, to read it. Uh, so it's a real flowing and easy book. Um, but if anybody's interested in that, um, um, I think between War and, and, and Psych and I, we can make that available to folks that, that, that want to, uh, to, uh, to, to take a look at it. Um, um, psych. Hey. Um, what, what in, with everything that's going on, what has been the, as far as uh, communal work and being able to organize and to reach out um, there in Texas, what has it been like? I mean, are you seeing folks starting to gravitate, ask more questions, be interested in? Is it kind of the same as it always been? I mean, what what what's the atmosphere with, with that? Because I know y'all just started a quote unquote this wannabe lockdown stuff that's going on. Um, and you know, it, 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 Chicago they're threatening to start arresting people. For, for ignoring it. Other, uh, New Jersey is threatening to, to do uh, greater fines and, and arresting and whatnot. So um, what is um, what does it look like as far as organizing? Has it changed anything? I can't say anything has changed because people have basically been extremely distant here from where I'm at. There's not a lot of people in the streets. People are, are basically staying out of the way. So you haven't seen a lot of people moving around. The most socializing you're doing is through social media. And the few people that I have seen and talked with, uh, if we meet up and talk, we meet up and talking at my place or at a park, and there's no one else there. I don't. There's people basically they stay in the house. People don't want to even, uh, for the most part, take the chance of getting the COVID-19. I was in the store the other day, and a woman was on the phone, and I and I. And I can assume the conversation she was having uh, because of the response she gave. But she, but she said that, oh, no, it's all right. There's only one other person in here. That's what she told whoever she was on the phone with. And I assume that they were probably cautioning her about being in the store. So it, it, it people basically pretty much been listening to the whole stay-at-home uh, stay safety thing. Really? Brother, yeah. I, I'd like to speak in with that. This is uh, Brother Griff, New Black Panther Park. I'm actually in Austin, Texas, really, you know, so I'm in this area. I don't I don't know where you at, my brother. But I, I, I do want to say this as it speaks with the area um, and just looking at social media and, and, and where I'm at, you know, I can say from Austin, you do have some of those people that are, you know, like the Honorable National Chief of Staff that are just crystallizing the action that are still going um, to Givens Park and hanging out, and that's just because of just sure ignorance, um, you know, and just not loving still, you know. But um, also, I notice what's going on is that people are taking this time 
to relax. You know, people are, you know, buying alcohol and people are just, just from the, the crisis of social media, people are just taking as a time, um, as a sense of hibernation. But we must uh, know how imperative it is for us to take this time to really think um, what we face. Um, collectively and not just collectively but individually and not just what we face but what we want to do as it deals with our purpose on life you know this this opportunity is such a great time for us just to find out why we're here and what we're here to leave behind for the next generation so you know just from what I'm seeing a lot of people in my area are just not taking this time uh, for what it is to invest in self and invest in the unity of family. So, my brother, that's what I'm seeing in the area that I am as it deals with Texas. Have they put y'all on the, uh, what they call it, the uh, safe at home uh, precaution in Austin? Yes, sir. They they actually have a, a, a 12 o'clock curfew um, hmm. here in Austin, but, you know, Austin is so multicultural, and it's an outdoor city. You know, um, it's the capital of live entertainment, and so people are always out and about. So just that brief timing that that you do that window yeah. that one has um, is, is 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 detrimental. If if you just look at how easy it is to spread this disease, and and just you know, our people, my brother, just to be honest, are not just you know the best hygienical. You know, we might you know get a you know, some, some sanitizer, and after that go, you know, for a few weeks or so, you know, these habits, you know, begin to waste away because, you know, we begin to get stuck in this crystallized environment, and an environment that we live have habits that deteriorated, you know, our self-respect. And so, you know, I, I, it's just such a sad thing, you know, for those that are not really awake to the bigger picture as it deals with self-development. But, you know, and that's, but that's where we come in. And like the Honorable National Chief of Staff said earlier, this is the essentiality of shows and strong brothers and leaders like yourself um, to present this format and this platform for our people. So, once again, it's all respect and love for this opportunity um, to share my feelings and thoughts, sir. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. The, uh, in Fort Worth and in Dallas, they, the, the, uh, the way it's going, they uh, there's no curfew per se. But what they have said was this, and they not and they not enforcing it. They know the police are not arresting people, even though that's the rumor that was going on. That's why I dropped the uh, that's why I dropped the uh, 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 a news report because people were saying that the police were stopping people and checking for paperwork, saying that they was going to work, and that's not happening. But the, the what you what you're supposed to be doing here is you can go out and exercise, go to the park as long as. You're not in a gathering of ten or more. Uh, you're six feet away from other people. You can go see your elderly mother. You can go to work if you work for an essential job. All other jobs have to be closed, so everything is closed. There's no bars, clubs, or any of that to go to. So people ain't got, they don't have a choice in that matter. So for the most part, people are basically staying out of the way. I went to the park because I've been going to the park every day. And um, I went to the park and did a burpee routine and all that the other day, and I was, I was the only one there. The one day I went, then another day I went and I trained somebody else, and me and that person was the only one there. So it, it's here in these in uh, in this area, they pretty much been staying out of the way, and and you know I really didn't think about it or even think about it about the uh, because of my time away. As I said earlier, I did a lot of time. My time away, I don't have 
the connection to the revolutionary community, to the activist community that I once had. So I don't really, I mean, I know the old school guys. I know the guys that, that was, that was down. That was, that was, uh, that was in there from day one when brother wall was first, uh, recruiting and building with a lot of brothers. I still know them, but I don't know a lot of the brothers that's actually boots on the ground right now. So I don't know what steps that they're actually taking, if any, to actually educate and build with people. I think that that initial, as Brother Watt talked about earlier, that initial emotional response was one of fear, and most people just don't want to catch it, don't want to get it. I mean, people are talking about it like they were talking about AIDS. Uh, uh, I be having brothers uh, texting me saying, man, did you hear us? such as so-and-so got that ish? You know, they calling it that ish now, you know, and... and <laughs> Because I don't think people know how to respond to it. They talk about it like they got their lick. They're gonna, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, I think uh, like I say, I think that uh, uh, like a minute, like the brother uh, in Austin and brother Ward said, I think we're gonna see, and and even the sister said it. Um, I think it we, I think we're gonna see a lot of a lot of growth or a lot of. Uh, uh, um, willingness to try, kind of grow come out of it because people are, people are afraid of it, and 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 one of the things Brother Wall brought to my attention the other day, and I've been seeing it that people are quick to throw those conspiracy theories out. If you if you go to Facebook at any time, people gonna constantly drop all these different conspiracies, all these different remedies, all these different cures because people are reaching out. You know, people are constantly reaching out looking for some kind of help. People are looking for something. So they willing to grab when when people fall and they willing to reach out and grab hold to anything. So they got all kind of cures going on and things that they're supposed to fix it and what it is and theories and concepts and ideas. So you know, uh, I think we're gonna see a lot of that before we start before we come back full circle and 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 do what needs to be done or get some of the things that we need to get from this. I want to say this, and I'm not going to speak on it this episode. But our next time we we uh, we we have a little briefing again, going into the the uh, plague of the day, I'm going to get into some uh, some of the more technological aspects of the different conspiracies that are out there. I just want to let them marinate a little bit more, so I can have can um, can can kind of be comical about it. Um, and then I address some of those on our on our next discussion because with with uh, with my and I just say this with my technical background and working in the field of telecommunications, there's a few things that I've heard that's just that just disgust me, and it disgusts anybody that has a scientific mind and has the the actual know-how of how this stuff works. But I'm not going to even get into it right now. I'm going to say that for another broadcast so I can start breaking down the definitions of it. Um, but, you know, going back to the pattern that I want us to recognize as it applies to be going into this new unknown, I can't emphasize, you know, enough that this brings a opportunity. Let it be forced. Obviously, a lot of times we have to be forced into a condition to do right. Um, and fortunately, I believe that's what, you know, is happening partially with the planet one way or another. Even if you talk about it from a conspiracy standpoint of it being something that was introduced to the population by the population. Point being, nothing has happened without chance. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm, a firm acceptor of the fact that everything happens, happens for a reason, whether we are able to identify with that or not. So knowing that, 
the deal is this brings an opportunity for us to come to recognition with our true self. It's an opportunity, but just like any other opportunity, that potential energy does not mean it's going to be kinetic. But I'm, I am having the concept of hope as it applies to this situation and thinking that our people will take advantage, or some of our people anyway. Obviously, there's always a statistical percentage. Some of our people will take advantage of this. And let me say I would, I, would, I would like to project that a greater percentage of that sum is what we're talking about now versus the always 5%. So I would hope that a larger percentage of the population will utilize this un, unauthorized or unexpected free time to dig deeper into their fears so that they can learn more about themselves and apply a new approach to undoing what has been crystallized in the past, undoing this process of being um, hinged, you know, this process of being codependent upon things that we didn't recognize that we were codependent on, you know, and that's the thing about addiction. A lot of times when you're in the midst of an addiction, you may not recognize what everyone else can just see plain as day about yourself. So, now that we're in, you know, we may be forced into a, a form of an isolation, let us also self-isolate our thoughts to the point to where we can recognize our thoughts from the other, other people's thoughts, other people's injections, and use that to identify who and what we are. You know, the more we know about who and what we are and why we are, the better opportunities there are for us to come out of that mass body embodiment and begin to make a difference upon this world and as a panther, be, begin to step up, you know, and I'm not just talking to the general population, but I'm just talking to us as panthers in general. You know, we want to be able to be that vanguard, and in order to be that vanguard, there's a lot of cleanup work that has to happen in-house. Let me say that. So in-house, we have to do what we need to do as panthers and as vanguard and as operators and as keepers, you know. So I want to even throw another terminology out there, and I may expound more on this next time, and that is the continuity of a panther, the continuity of greatness. So from that perspective, let's take this opportunity to build on the continuity of what it means to be a panther. That way, crossing into the other side, Maybe we will have a, a real good definition of our 10-point platform or whatever platform we prescribe to to move beyond the basic wants and needs of a panther. And I'm going to leave it at that. Go ahead, y'all. Well, I'm going to just say I'm glad y'all are still out there reeling and dealing and networking in the community and whatnot. I think it was uh, George Carlin. A comedian is credited with with having said that inside the heart of every cynic, there is inside of every cynic there is the broken heart of a visionary. So um, yeah, good luck to y'all. <laughs> I'm holed up. I'm gonna let, let y'all do the footwork and and you know I'll let you know what it's like down the road. Well, Yoda, you in it with us too, whether you whether you rec- recognize it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all with the 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 we are 
eight single people. If any of us make it out, we all make it out. Pan African, African, African center thought. Yeah, word. I'm with you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as far as 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 me and and and, and <clears throat> where I'm sitting and what I'm looking at, yeah, yeah, not so much, bro. I'll be there with you in spirit. <laughs> well, well, brother, brother Ali, y'all remember brother Ali? When we, when we went to Jasper, he came to Jasper in the black fishing fishing boots and the black fubu cap. Because <laughs> 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 uh, that's all that's the only black he had when he first when he first became a revolutionary. But brother Ali just texted me and he said. It's so serious that even the spiritual people don't say bless you when you sneeze no more. They catch out running. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was just my that was my attempt at being light. He did text me with that though. Yeah. <laughs> All power to people, brother Ali. I'll be at, I'll be at the house seeing rabbits and doing all of that. So yeah. Yeah, let me know how it goes out there in the field. <laughs> as long as I got an internet connection, I'm down. Shut up. <laughs> you gonna be skinning your rabbit? Yeah, I, I'll send you a video. I'm gonna I'm record it. That's that's me. I, which I'm I gonna make sure when I'm you. Ne- huh? I was gonna say when you what? send it. I I want to see a before and after picture so that I know this is the same bunny rabbit that that you done skinned. Okay. I don't understand what you mean by the same one about what I don't understand. I'm going to record <laughs> me ripping the skin off. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So, so yeah, you don't have to prove nothing. It better be, yeah, be a white and spot bunny. Well, it's what, it's what was available. Now, that's what it would be. But, but um, yeah, that's – and I, I don't guess – that's really a fear. I just haven't ever done it because, you know, life gets in the way. Had other things I had to do. But, um, yeah, that's that's my approach to, to dealing with it is the, the self-sufficient aspect and, and I guess just making that experience because, let's face it, black folks are not preppers, even though we're the original preppers. Um, and had we ever taken time to really tap into that 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 that, that part of our our reality, our culture, our makeup, then we would um we would already know that and we wouldn't be, you know, um, I don't know, freaking out or, you know, running the other way when somebody sneezes or whatever. Um, we would be more prepared to, to to deal with it. But again, that's my, my cynicism and I'm like I said, I'm not as optimistic about it. You know, I think that we're just gonna be riders in riders in the storm and as this blows through, you know, whoever's got a protest march this weekend at whatever company didn't do their cousin right or, or some some shit like that, you know, that 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 that's what they'll be doing. But um yeah, that that's my my uh uh pessimistic two cents worth. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Brother Wharf, we're down to about a minute and a half if you wanna wrap it up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna end by saying, you know, uh, one of the cliches we always deal with is that's all power to the people. And as it applies to our newfound situation, all power to the people goes back to the fact that now is our time as a people to identify with what we need to do and go yes. inside of ourselves. 
So I want us to just again, I'm gonna I'm leave it, leave the, uh, this whole discussion on this point. Use this time to go inside of yourself and determine through recognizing what you deem to be your fears, a closeness with that, embrace that, and have an affirmation and development from that that's going to lead you to a path of uncrystallized behavior that will wheel you in the proper direction for newfound educational development. And as that educational development comes into, into focus, you will then take that and you and define a new you. As you define a new you, that new you will consist of you contributing to humanity, contributing to the development of what we are. All power to the people. We see y'all on our next update of the plague of the day, COVID nineteen. Black power. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.